0: Change I kill it.
1: On both of them and i was like ah oh, she probably shouldn't see that part and i didn't want to reprint it so i had to sharpie some stuff out
0: gotcha. they're like notes for myself gotcha okay um i don't know who goes first um I don't I know. Know either. it doesn't matter to me nope. whatever you want to
1: do okay um i'll go first i should have practiced these i always forget okay here we go poem 1a is called belated backstory okay There were animals. They came to me with their blood-stained murmurs, choking the night, the weight of misery, a gloom in their throats. Beasts of all shapes and mythologies scratching at the soil around my grave, each one driven by its own unique hunger, but all intent on writing my end. I can almost run my fingers through the sun-streaked strands of those days when I was nothing but a silhouette disappearing into fog, just a sketch. I could step into a crowd and never resurface. No one would suspect a thing.
0: Interesting. Okay, all right. Okay, all right, all right. All okay, right. okay, okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No, no. <laughs> Poem 1b, Synesthesia. I see color. They range from black to white, stones and bones, punctuated by trust, indignation, and substantial banter. I met a cobalt in high school who brought clouds that suffocated charm. Brick by brick, I led a life in Kevlar. Next was a mauve. She made snapdragons blossom from hedges below the wall. A smile sticker appeared on my vest. I sleep next to a peridot. The sun tastes sweet and there are trumpet vines and rainbow pins. My gardener, my partner, a frustration, and my best friend. She is canary, lemon, sand, honey. She is my favorite color.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I'm excited to hear your
1: thoughts. I feel like this is harder now because we don't talk to each other every right?
0: day. No, I miss you so much. So okay. um, there's a couple things mm-hmm. that I am noticing. Okay. Um in the in 1A in belated backstory, things like mythologies. We're reading a book about Mayan mythology right now, so maybe you tied it back to mythologies. But you're on page six, so I'm not sure if I'm really gonna throw that in there streaked strands sounds like you but I don't maybe it's just because you said it um
1: <laughs> you can hear it in you your You read head. it, I can <laughs> hear it in
0: your voice. <laughs> um <sighs> I'm thinking more I can see more of your life in the second one. Okay. Like a cobalt in high school who brought clouds that suffocated charm. That could be about a very specific person. Um, a life in Kevlar. Kevlar makes me think of like. And this is probably me showing how stupid I am. No, no. no but no, no. Um, Kevlar makes me think of like Kevlar vests, right? The, yeah. So like bulletproof vests. So that's navy. Next was a mauve. Um snapdragons, okay, well, snapdragons blossom from hedges below the wall, a smile sticker appeared on my vest. Problem is, gardener is spelled wrong. Mm-hmm. So did you do that on purpose? Am I not noticing it in the other one? Or did you not write that one? Or did you just make a mistake and not catch it? <laughs> <laughs> All, All of which are very, very, very possible. <laughs> um...
1: I did. Absolute mistake. Didn't catch it until I read it this time. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> until I'm reading it out loud. I'm like, oh damn. It. <laughs> I vomited and then this. So All right. yeah. So you're correct about who the cobalt is. You're the mauve. I'm the mauve. Yeah, oh. you're the mauve. Um, Solomon's the Paradot. Oh. And Alyssa is canary, lemon, sand and honey. Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm the snapdragons? Yeah. And the smile sticker? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we're going to start. J C. And
1: I was able to write this one because I think it was me, Ashley, and Solon were having a conversation about synesthesia and you just didn't happen to be there so I could use it. And I know that's terrible, but get ready for some good poetry. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Um, okay. So I got one right. Mm-hmm. All right. Your turn. Um, maybe let me pull it up on my phone so that I can just read it to you from here and not have to, like, get up on my computer.
1: Yeah, we're we're being a little creative today. We're in Chrissy's
0: new Orlando apartment.
1: Ooh, Ooh. New to
0: her. New to me. Um, not, I mean, sort of. New to me, like, living here. Uh, yeah, okay. It's I got nervous because I opened it on my phone and I could still see all of the names and everything. <laughs> and then it updated. Yes. All right. Okay. One egg. I didn't practice these either, so hopefully <laughs> this goes okay.
1: I'm sure you didn't make a literal spelling <laughs> mistake.
0: I don't know. I wrote them like an hour ago. Um, okay. She sleeps hard tonight. Thin skin covers the orbs, and I think if I peeled those away, I would hide the balls beneath the couch. Tomorrow, I will pierce her ankles over and over and over. It's a game, you see. She doesn't feel my head on her shoulder. Oh. All right. Interesting. <laughs> okay. One B. It's evening again, late. I go out into the lane and doodle a beard and mustache on the face of the moon with a red pen. Over the next hill, an old teacher of mine takes off her glasses and wipes the lenses with a soft cloth. She can't believe what she's just seen.
1: Okay. Wow, both of these are so interesting. (laughs) Okay. So, hmm. my immediate thought with the first one, with I would hide the balls beneath the couch... Is very like what flashed in my head is like when cats get their toys stuck under couches and then you have to go fucking fetch it for them because they're dumbasses. Mm -hmm. So that's very 100% do that. Yeah. That's a very vague interpretation of what that is. I pierce her ankles. I obviously not. Well, I guess not obviously, not literally, but we'll come back to that (laughs) and then over the hill an old teacher of mine takes out for classes you moved back to your hometown where you had your teachers or here you just started school so maybe subconsciously you're writing about those subjects now i'm trying to thin skin covers the orbs and i think if i peeled those away i would hide the balls beneath the couch are we talking about like eyeballs
0: (laughs) this is like something (laughs) i would
1: write if that's true either way I, i hope you can tell me what is going on there um Wait a minute. This is a cat. Tomorrow, I'll pierce your ankles over and over again. You wrote one a. I did. It. Yes. Woo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's about bug. It's
1: about bug. Yep. Um,
0: cause he sleeps on the pillow right above my head. Mhm. Um, and I'm usually asleep by the time he falls asleep. And Adam always makes fun of me because he he wakes up a lot at night, and he always looks over, and Bug's head is like always like right on my shoulder. Aww. Um, and so, yeah, it's a game. He like he likes to attack ankles while you walk. Right. he's so piercing my ankles. And I, it is eyeballs. It's like, if I got rid of her eyelids, I could pull her eyeballs out and, and I'd put it. them under the, I'd play with them until I ended up with the couch it and then is. I'd lose them. Yeah. I love it. It's so cute. So one A is literally called cat. Excellent. Um, <laughs> one B is called, um, homework. Homework. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. Jackie got one. Good. Because
1: my last streak was zero. <laughs> it was just terrible. All right. All right. This is a long one. I do apologize. Okay. Poem- you remember that
0: one time I wrote a poem? Oh, was don't die.
1: <laughs> which is why I don't really feel bad. <laughs> Alright. Poem 2A, IRL. Okay. In real life, you are aging at the rate of a short-lived sitcom, and the only kind of loneliness worth laughing about is throwing out half a frozen meal for two, because leftovers are never funnier the next day. In real life, there is no such thing as a gritty reboot. It's just fucking gritty all the time because your best laid plans are always someone else's chance to crash a car into the crowd at a men's rights charity concert. In real life, a nice guy pulls out of the race, when their tires are slashed or they turn back because they think they left the iron on, and no one adheres to sports, films, cliches anyway. We're all selfish, we want that trophy. In real life, you'll never make it out of your homophobic small town alive, so your left hand begs for water while your right hand swings an axe. Your left foot drags a church bell while your right foot taps S.O.S. 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 This is wild!
0: Okay, I'm ready.
1: Alright, poem 2B is called It's True. It's true. I once pushed the girl in front of me down the slide because she was standing in the sun's path to my winter face, blistered from lonely wind. But to be fair, the top of the ladder is my only chance to see the skyline. It's true. I peeked out from behind my hands to watch as if I wouldn't know where she was hiding. But to be fair, I knew she was smarter than me from the moment that bitch squeezed her way out of mom's jellied tummy. (laughs) It's true, I nudged the pawns a few spaces up because I couldn't stand to see him win another round of It's a Man's World. And to be fair, I was born with a disadvantage, so I made it square. It's true, I lied and cried and then cried because of the lie, so I lied to erase the other lie, but the old lie stains my teeth tarnishes my word, blackens my love, while I tape a smile and ignore the clang, clang, clang of the kid behind me on the slide.
0: I don't like not seeing you every day.
1: <laughs> I don't like it, and uh, not just for this reason.
0: Um, well, yes, also, I mean, you know, I text yeah, you every freaking day. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm leaning towards number two. I could see you writing them both. But I'm leaning towards number two. Um, Number two, I could see being written by a woman. The second one, sorry, the first one makes me think of a man. But I'm not sure I'm going to stick with that. Okay, good thoughts. Because that one's not as... I don't know that that one's a little bit more fluid. The second one, I was born with a disadvantage. Right after talking about, I can't couldn't see to see him stand to see him win another round of It's a Man's World makes me think the second one was written by a woman. Um, also, you have a little sister, so I knew she you was know. smarter than me from the moment that bitch squeezed her way out of mom's jelly tummy. I mean, your sister was in the last one, so maybe she's in this one. I'm gonna go with you wrote to be. I did. Yeah. Hey! Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I could see you, like, trying to find instances of, like, things that you really did and pulling from truth. I did none of these. Really? You yeah. never did any of those?
1: Yeah. At least not, that I can remember.
0: I'm a little liar. <laughs> so
1: oh, you yeah. did lie. <laughs> okay, you're right. I did lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one wasn't really specific. It
0: was just kind of a poem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, actually, I the inspiration came from a movie I just watched called... That's- um All That We Destroy it's on Hulu and it's a terrible title name but <laughs> it's about this woman who's a geneticist and her son is showing tendencies of being a serial killer mm-hmm. so instead of him like killing people she clones people so that he kills the clones and hopes that he gets he gets his itch scratched without hurting what anybody
0: in the world and it comes
1: from the like the first time he had an itch was when he like pushed someone off the slide and it killed her and so that's where I got the... I, so I started with the slide, and then it just kind of yeah, went from there.
0: Yeah. Pushed you down the slide.
1: You should definitely watch the movie. It's really good. Just, what's it called? It's called All That We Destroy. All
0: That We Destroy. It's one of
1: those, like, you don't know what's going on until about 30 oh. minutes in.
0: This was so pretty until I got to the Y.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for two? I... W- yep. Okay. Lay it on me.
0: All right. <clears throat> 2A. A A huge purple door washed up in the bay overnight. Its paintwork blistered and peeled from weeks at sea. The town storyteller wasted no time in getting to work. The beguiling eldest girl of a proud bankrupt farmer had slammed that door in the face of a Freemason's son, who in turn had bulldozed both farm and family over the cliff, except for the girl, who lived now by the light and the heat of a driftwood fire on a beach. There was some plan to use the door as a jetty or landing stage, but it was all bullshit, the usual idle, t- idle talk. That's when he left and never returned. Him I won't name. Not known for his big ideas or carpentry skills, a famous non-swimmer, but last seen sailing out, riding the current, and rounding the point in a small boat, with telltale flashes of almost certainly purple paint. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> all right. To be. can't tell if this actually did something wrong in terms of, like, the page breaks. No, no it didn't. Okay, cool. All right. <clears throat> he wanders down the sterile halls of the place, one he had never wanted to know again. It smells of formaldehyde and the sickly sweet mix of cleaning products covering years of decay. They say your brain links smell to memory more than any other sense. He knows that's true. Each breath brings back images of those days before things soured. They are looking for him but he wants to see different walls for a change. He's never been to this part of the building. When they bring him back to his room, he has a visitor. She sits by the window with a book, always the same one. They offer her lunch, tell her they had an extra. She smiles and accepts graciously, but he knows the truth. That tray was meant for someone else. They're just gone. He looks outside as the windows fog up. Oh, God.
1: Okay, all right. Thoughts? For some reason, the huge purple door that washed up in the bay overnight, for some reason made me think of the scene in the first Harry Potter movie where Uncle Vernon's like, That's it! We're going away! <laughs> <laughs> will they come to find us! And they're on that, that island where they can't find <laughs> us! Yeah, and like, well, they found you, but... Daddy's gone mad! Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know why that made me think of it. And then the second one is very clearly in a hospital scene, which is accurate. And you wrote this today, so that's a link and a connection. Hmm. Also, you like to use the word sour, like it sours or it soured, but You do have a way of writing where you like you loop everything in a nice bow. So the first one started with purple door and it ended with like purple paint, which is like a connection to the purple door. Mm -hmm. You've done that before. But I'm going based off the storyline. I think you wrote the second one.
0: I did. Yes, it is a hospital. Yeah. Um, I liked the first one. I picked these poems a couple weeks ago. Really?
1: So um, <clears throat> I'm really excited to hear who your poet is, because I really like these poems.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um I liked the first one. I, I really I picked this guy a couple weeks ago. Um and that's all I'll say for now. Okay. Because I accidentally just told you it was a dude. <laughs> oh, but, like that's not going to happen, but I guess, yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah, All right. yeah. All right. So, My last Jackie one. is two for two. Chrissy's two for two. Wow, good episode. This is a good episode. Because it's like good poetry, too. It's not yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right.
1: Poem 3A is called Poor. Poor. First of all, the color can be traced back to you, especially in those final hours when the light appeared clearer and ready to explode from every surface, if only to prepare us for the monochrome to come. If only darkness took its cue from us stepping in only when our eyes are ready to withdraw from sight. Most of that Sunday was spent standing around or slumped in dated hospital furniture, curves and harsh fabrics redolent of a period of pain, unfamiliar with modern aesthetics, an ache of acceptance pooling our stomachs. At your bedside, I could only think of not wanting to be there, scolding myself for not making the effort to be at lunch the day before. I was already beginning to recount my lasts with you. Mahjong games, shopping trips, drives home. Alright. And the second one is called Coconisto.
0: Okay.
1: I think I'm stuck between the 7th and 8th grade, stuck in my head and in my actions. I'm in the galley and Yaya teaches me to recognize the sharp scents of coconisto on the stove. She lets me drop in the cinnamon stick and I watch as it slowly flakes out like an inkblot painting, symmetrical on both sides. The table is set for ten instead of four. Her master quilters will slurp and slobber, schmooze and booze until their lipstick stains from red to pink, mimicking a child who disregards the lines of his bargain-bought coloring book. I never minded the dishes that stacked up on the counter, unbalanced and sneering at me. They were the silent embers and grains of sand left over from battle. Yaya is gone now, and Mother always forgets the cinnamon stick.
0: Oh, poor Yaya. So Yaya is Greek, I know that. Ink block painting makes me think of you. And also slurp and slobber schmooze and booze sounds like you as well. Uh, Underline hospital, because apparently we (laughs) got a theme. (laughs) Um... Color is spelled with an O U, mm-hmm. but maybe you did that on purpose, or maybe your poet is not from the U S.
1: My I, I hope my so bug agrees. Bug agrees.
0: Come here, baby. You got it right. You picked the right one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, pour is an excerpt, which is what is sharpied out. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, don't know what pour is. Kokonisto is just a Greek dish. Um, this, I knew I wanted to, like, so the first one reminded me, obviously, it's a lot more like, it's a painful recollect- recollection of someone that this person has lost, and I wanted mine to be a bit more just reflection. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. So I, when, for, to me, when I think of, like, people who have passed, most of the times it's memories of being in the kitchen, so I...
0: Mm,
1: okay. I kind of went off of that. That's
0: fair. I feel that. I like it. I thought I'd trip you
1: up with Mahjong. My family loves Mahjong. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah
0: but I guess you wouldn't guess have known I that. I guess you should have done that. No, I think you've told me that before. It just didn't register. It didn't register. Like, yeah. Again. Yeah. All good. Okay. um
1: We right. have a third one.
0: I do. You ready? Yes. <laughs> slowly back after dark one night above a river toward a suspension bridge a sound concerns him that might be a tune or might not noise drifting in trailing off then concerns him again now clearly a song pulsing out from the opposite bank being sung by chorusing men all pewter-haired or bald in the function suite of a shabby hotel above their heads a conductor's hand draws and casts the notes with a white wand Songs about mills and mines and a great war, about mermaid brides and solid gold hills. Songs from broken hymn books and cheesy films. Then his father's voice rising out of that choir. And his father's father's voice, and voices of fathers before, concerning him only, arcing through charged air and spanning the gorge. He steps over the cliff edge and walks across.
1: Wow. Why do all of these, like, if you didn't write that one, all of the ones that have been by the poet had been completely different. I wouldn't think it's the same poet. That's <laughs> okay. just where my mind's at right now. Okay.
0: Alright. <laughs> so the the app I'm using has like a when you finish it doesn't have like full pages. So it just has a page break that just says stop scrolling wee
1: <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Alright.
0: Alright, <clears> three <throat> B. He watched that day closer than usual because it was an important day in this man's life a turning point, as they call it. He wanted to see how they would react. The others don't understand why he watches so closely, but today he wants to see if they catch the signs and use the tools. The woman sees the first and rejoices, though she does not understand. Then the man sees the second, and he voices it. It's in the open now. The woman picks up the third, turning it in her hands, forcing it down the man's throat. He smiles. The smallest of tools is often the most valuable. They seize the fourth, understanding the urgency now, and the man thinks of his father that day on the beach. They drive, and he watches as they hit sign five and holds his breath as the others miss six, but they know, and they have made it around the corner. He relaxes.
1: Whoa. What are the
0: things? (laughs) I
1: hope you can tell me either way. Okay. Well, he is capitalized, and that always makes me think of, like, either a god or some type of, like, deity... That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let me go back up to the first one. <sighs> okay. So I guess there, maybe they're, um, not really. The only thing that is giving me religious vibes from the second one is the capital H. Now the first one, you have hymn books and a, a choir, so maybe that's a connection there that you were mimicking off of. But also, a bitch likes music. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh,
0: a bitch likes music. That's her title.
1: <laughs> Great, love it. Um, wow. Okay. I'm gonna go with
0: I don't know.
1: I'm gonna say you wrote the second one and my rationalization is that if anything, it's just a bit more of a story. The
0: second one?
1: Yeah, the one with the three, four, five, six.
0: You're right. Good, that means you can tell me what it is. Yes, I can. <laughs> and um it it actually is along the same lines as the last one. Um so for our listeners, um my dad had a heart attack on Wednesday. Um, he is okay. Um minor heart attack. Uh, and this poem is about how they knew, like they knew the signs. Oh this tells the story. shit! Good job. So it is told from the point point of view of God, mm-hmm. um, because I think there were a lot of um, divine interventions. There were that a day. lot of things. Yeah, I would say there were a lot of blessings that day because um, my mom, um, who works in law, um, she her docket cleared that day. So she wouldn't have or she would not have been home, and then she was, um, unexpectedly. So that's her seeing the first and rejoicing though she doesn't understand why she got sent home that day. Gotcha. And then um, the man sees the second and he voices it. That's my dad felt the sharp pain in his left arm. He was feeling off. He he said, I don't feel good. And he said it. And um, you know they took a minute. Um, the woman picks up the third, turning it in her hands, forcing Aspen. it down the man's throat. My mom gave nice. my dad an aspirin. He smiles. That's God smiling. The smallest of tools is most valuable. Um, they seize the fourth, understanding the urgency. Now the fourth is that he, d- my dad, realized they really needed to go to the hospital. Um, the um, I don't know if there was actually a fifth sign, but um, and then six. The others missed six. When they first got to the hospital, the hospital staff told him that his tests were coming back negative for a heart attack, um, so they missed that kind of um, sign, but um, they know when they've made it around the corner is that, you know, they know it's a heart attack, they've taken him to the hospital, and they're, they're around the turning point already. I have chills.
1: <laughs> this is one of my favorite poems that you've written. So It's um, really well done.
0: Thank you. This was the last one I wrote today.
1: And I love that. I think what maybe like humanizes. you're you're humanizing God in this. Like mm-hmm. he watched. all like I'm concerned. I'm watching. Always good. Okay.
0: Yeah. That to I me, really like that. To me, my my religion has always been. Um, God has never. God's not gonna come in and fix your life for you, but he's gonna give you the tools, and he's gonna provide the opportunities for you to seize upon those. And if you're really open to it, and if you're really listening, then you'll actually you'll follow through with that. That's how I was raised. That's the yeah, religion I, saw, I was raised with, so that's kind quote. of where it came from. It was from. like, um,
1: people who get upset that God doesn't give them things, like, I asked God for strength, so he gave you a situation which you could prove that you're strong. Exactly. Uh, yeah, which I always like, obviously, if you haven't known by now, y'all, not religious, but <laughs> if I was, I'm totally about that, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. so that's my, um, that's me looking for the silver lining in this week. In all week. This. So, um, that's also what the 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 second one is kind of about that, but it was more like I was in the hospital visiting my dad, and um, the smell, the formaldehyde. It's always the smell. It's very sterile. Sterry. It's very sterile, and it's yeah. very like, and that whole like, tell her they had an extra lunch. That happened to my mom, where they came in and they were like, "We have an extra tray. And my mom was like, no. And she was like, well, I had to understand that it was either for somebody who left or somebody who died. Yeah. um, And so that, there are elements in there that came from my visit, but it's not necessarily about my dad. He didn't just go wandering around the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No. But the um,
1: inspiration's there.
0: Yeah. But for anybody who's concerned, he's okay. He is recovering. He should be released tomorrow. Um, so we're recording on Friday this week. Um he's been in there since Wednesday. Um and everything will be great. everything is gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also started grad school this week, so that Yay! was a great... <laughs> Thank you, Dorian. <laughs> it was a very long week, um, because my orientation got smushed into the same week as my first week of classes, and my classes are all three hours long and I have five of them. So it was a very long week, um, and my dad had a heart attack, which made it even longer, and it was...
1: I don't know how you do it. I can barely get through three <laughs> classes.
0: <laughs> so, um, it's been wild, but um, do you want to hear who my poet is?
1: Very, very much.
0: His name is Simon Armitage. Um, I'll read you a little bit about him, and then I'll tell you why I picked him. Okay. So, Simon Armitage was born in West Yorkshire, England in 1963. He earned a BA from Portsmouth University in geography. And an M.S. in social work from Manchester University, where he studied the impact of televised violence on young offenders. <gasps> oh. He worked as a probation officer for six years before focusing on poetry. In 2015, he was elected Oxford Professor of Poetry, and in 2017, he was appointed Professor of Poetry at the University of Leeds. In 2019, he was named UK Poet Laureate. His poetry is often influenced by music, a connection he pursues in his nonfiction book *Gig*. Armitage also has uh, has also performed as a member of the band, The Scaremongers, I picked him because the Poetry Foundation was doing a special, like, feature on poets who write inspired by music. And I did oh, a deep dive. Nice! <laughs> I love that. So I found his, I found the one about, um, drawing a face on the moon and writing I really nine. liked that one. And I, I really, really liked that one. So, um, I found that one because I found the one about, like, the church choir first, mm-hmm. and then I went farther into his poetry, and I found the one about the homework, and I was like, yes, I like this guy. So, awesome. um... That's Simon Armitage, and... Yeah. Yeah. I picked him, like, three weeks ago. And really? Was, yeah, I just didn't Sour. write the poems until huh. today.
1: Um, the next episode... No, the ne- not lyrics, but the next poet episode.
0: Actually, it should be the next episode, because lyrics needs to go out before this one.
1: Oh, great. So, the next episode is finally poems I've been sitting on for a very long time, and I finally found mm-hmm. the poet with which... I'm, I'm, excited. I'm yeah, so excited. I'm so excited. My poet is actually a super young guy called Chris Tse. I'm so sorry if that's not how you pronounce it. I tried really hard. Spell it. T-S-E. Okay. He was born and raised in Lower Hutt, New Zealand. He studied film and English literature at Victoria University of Wellington, where he also completed an MA in creative writing at the International Institute of Modern Letters. His poetry, short fiction, and nonfiction have been recorded for radio and widely published in numerous journals, magazines, and anthologies, including... Best New Zealand Poems, Sport, Turbine, The New Zealand Listener, Fishhead, etc. There are so many. <laughs> um, he's one of three poets included in the joint collection for AUP New Poets 4, which is like a university-based um, uh, like journal article. Um, his full-length poetry collection is called How to Be Dead in a Year of Snakes. <gasps> it was published in 2014, and in 2016 it received the Jesse McKay Award for Best First Book of Poetry, and was a finalist in the poetry category at the Auckland New Zealand Book Awards. Um, he says as well as writing, Chris is also an occasional actor and has appeared in plays at Bats Theatre and the Griffin Theatre. Um, his website is Chris C, That's C H R I S T S E. Dot His Twitter is at Chris J. C H R I S J T S E. I picked him honestly because I need you to like look at his like look at his artistic style. I love head. him.
0: Oh my god, I love him. I
1: know.
0: Him. He's in a cape. He's wearing I, a fucking cape and oh he's in a sparkled blazer.
1: I love him. I know. I aspired to be like So no. I actually saw his picture and I was like, oh my god, please have good poetry. And, <laughs> and he did. So I was really excited. And I figured last episode I went with um, Etheridge Knight, an um, old American classic poetry mm-hmm. or poet. So I decided to go with young modern. Mm. So I like it. That's where we're at. And we okay. tied, so nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. <laughs> that's okay. That was a good episode. I liked that. I, I think thought. it was fun because it was
0: like our poems were not... They were a lot different than our usual poems, I think.
1: Yes, and we've also gotten to the point where we're not mimicking and, like, tailoring structure necessarily. We're just, like, writing good poetry.
0: Mm-hmm. And what I think was... Um, I think that's true. Because when I, when I write my poems, these I wrote completely separate from the poem. Like, the poet's poems um and then I just kind of put them in the same number of lines you know
1: yes I do know uh that's the only thing I did really is make sure it was like not too long or not too short same amount of lines
0: yeah
1: and like maybe same basic tone yeah you know,
0: I like it yeah. we're amazing we're so great
1: oh my god tune in oh we're drinking wine <laughs>
0: oh yeah um what are we drinking i we're okay. drinking a white wine it was white we're eating popcorn so. Popcorn, I'm popcorn. sorry I'm not you liar, you're chewing. No, I said I'm not sorry. Oh, I thought you said I'm not eating popcorn. I did. But I'm, like, I'm not, like, I'm not sorry. Mm, okay. We are drinking.
1: Batik. You're, you're, you're gonna do that All pronunciation.
0: Right. Oh, God. It's a Batik Gewürztraminer. Um, 2017 mendigino. Mendigino. I don't I think it's mendigino. It's
1: delicious, is what it it's is. It's super
0: good. With patterns of drawing inspiration from a blend of cultures, batik designs are intricate works of art that transcend centuries and civilizations. Our boutique Gewürztraminer shows similar complexities with notes of juicy tropical fruits, fresh Meyer lemon, and aromatic honeysuckle blossoms for a lively, vibrant wine. It is lively, it is vibrant. Yeah, it's delicious. It's Pick delicious. a good um, Yeah, I got it from uh, um, Bright Cellars that I still don't make. Yeah, it's okay. Solomon
1: and I just joined one National, <laughs> National Geographic when we order like 14 bottles of wine. Love it. Yep.
0: Tune in next week. It should be Gods of Jade and Shadow. Yeah. I think it'll probably be the full out length episode. Um, please be patient with us as we go through grad school because I yeah. don't know if the episodes are really gonna be up on Mondays. We're, we're both
1: starting out grad school with shit going on and it's busy and we mm-hmm. read a lot and now we have to read even more, so we're gonna do our very best.
0: Yes. Um, but we are working on it. We're gonna be coming to you with more books, more poetry. At least until the end of the year, and hopefully beyond. But we'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, baby steps, baby deadlines.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So um, um, I guess that's it. That's it. All right, we'll see you next time. Yeah. We're drinking wine. It's delicious. Um, we're gonna. It's the same wine we drank in the lyrics one. So. Oh, pause <laughs> it.